Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today Breakfast Briefing. My name is Henry Jennings and it is Friday. Thank God it's Friday the 12th of August. And as usual with all the information contained in this briefing, it is general advice only. So please do your own research. Contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this briefing. If you're listening to this on a podcast, of course, you can head on over to marcustoday.com.au, our website there, and read the disclaimer there as well. And of course, if you're not yet a member, you can sign up for a free trial there and check out all the wonderful other goodies that we have in the newsletter on the website. All right, well, a bit of a mixed session in the US markets, but it was actually quite good to see that we didn't give back some of those gains that we saw on Wednesday following the uh, CPI number. So that was a good, good session in some respects. Although the headline numbers aren't particularly flattering, we didn't see that big knee-jerk up that we had on previous uh, big data points and then followed by a big knee-jerk down as people reassessed. So a positive for our market. Dow Jones closing up 27 points or 0.08% to 33337, 33,000. 337 on the Dow. So uh, that is um, certainly a a slight positive there. The S&P 500 uh, down only three points or 0.07% to 4207. And the NASDAQ down 0.58%, 75 points to 12,780. So NASDAQ a little bit worse than the others, but the S&P only down three points. That's the S&P 500. We did see the VIX index put slightly uh, higher, uh, 2.3% higher to 20, and the SPY futures down 20 points, 69.46, so limping into the weekend, but nil desperandum, there's no real great uh, need to do anything, and as I say, the fact that the US market did manage to at least hold above uh, the uh, sort of negative, at least for the Dow, was a positive. We did have a relatively big performance in terms of uh, the Dow range. 342 up was the high, the low of down 20 points. So that was quite a big range, bigger than we have seen for a little while. So a little bit of volatility creeping in. But as I say, good to see that we didn't give back all of those gains, the 535 points that we saw the previous day, which was uh, somewhat of a positive. So our market will be off a little bit today, but only a little bit, I would expect. So in terms of commodities, we had Brent crude up 2.26%, $2.20, 99.60. And now remember that the CPI number in the US, 8.5% now, which was what it was back in March. So let's not get too excited about the big fall in the CPI. But that was predicated a lot on the fall in gasoline and oil prices, food and housing, etc. is still quite hot So um, we are seeing that oil price creep up. It's around 7% up this week, quietly. Uh, The WTI price, the West Texas Intermediate, was up 2.62%, $2.41.94.34. Gold price down a smidge, down $6.50 or 0.36%, The iron ore price up a smidge, up 1.59% or $1.74 to $111.01, $111.01. 
and one cent. Uh, the Aussie dollar 7103. It's been a while since we've seen a 71 on the Aussie dollar, so that uh, strength in the Aussie dollar will negate some of the uh, commodity price rises we're seeing. And we did see some stronger commodities last night. Copper was up 1.2%. We had a nickel up 4.7%, aluminium up 1.3%, zinc up 1.6%, lead up 1%, ton up 3%. And as a result of all of this, we did see BHP in ADR terms up 0.8%. Rio was up 1.6%. Don't forget, yesterday Rio did go ex-dividend, so that was why there was a little bit of a fall in that. Uh, both in uh, Australia and in the UK, where it fell 3.7%, falling in line with our stock. And, of course, UK shareholders do get a dividend as well, which is why they fell quite a lot in the UK. And other resource stocks overnight, Freeport, McMoran up 0.9%, Alcoa up 0.6%, Tech 2.1% to the good, Anglo a 1.7% to the good, Glencore up 1%, Vale up 1.8%, and Arbamal kicking again 2.5% better. So that bodes well for our lithium stocks. Here you can see the S&P 500. It was on a bit of a slide all night. Uh, it did uh, it pretty much open fairly strongly on the back of uh, stronger futures and stronger European markets. But then it gave back most of those gains as some of the reality of that 8.5 CPI set in. But importantly, we didn't see that massive knee-jerk reaction down that we had seen in previous big data points. Some of the stocks last night in the U.S., doing well or badly. Uh, Apple down 0.4, Meta down 0.5, Google down 0.7, Microsoft down 0.7, Amazon down 1.4, Tesla down 2.6, Netflix down 0.6. US banks pretty strong though. JP Morgan up 1.5%, Citigroup same. Goldman 1.1, Bank of America 2.4%, Wells Fargo 2.1 and the artist formerly known as Square Block was down a ready, steady go, a 3.21%. US 10-year bonds were higher, 2.889%. So we are seeing that bond market sneaking up in terms of those yields. And as a result, we are seeing those technology stocks and NASDAQ coming under a bit of pressure last night. In terms of major stories, uh, those bond yields climbing, taking the wind out of the tech sector. And uh, U.S. producer prices unexpectedly dropped as well last night. So um, that is something to keep an eye on. Hong Kong economic growth hopes crumble. And Liz Truss has ruled out fresh windfall tax on energy companies. Of course, Truss and Rishi Sunak are going head-to-head for leadership of the Conservative Party and by default to become the next Prime Minister of the United Kingdom. Unlucky, guys. It's time for the Fed to pivot, says the IIF. Really? And Argentina has uh, lifted its key interest rates to 69.5%. Rivian, the electric vehicle car maker, uh, has cut its annual earnings forecast. And Robinhood must face manipulation claims over meme stock rally. And Apple expects to sustain iPhone sales through the end of the year. And the RBNZ, which is the Reserve Bank of New Zealand, risks a hard landing, says the Bank of America. And bullish U.S. equity sentiment at highest since March. Bit of a concern there. Usually um, that's uh, probably a sell sign. But anyway, 
we shall see. As far as our market goes, we do have those uh, New Zealand manufacturing PMI numbers out for July. That will be a massive, massive data point for our market today. We'll certainly be uh, all eyes on that one. Uh, We also have Eurozone June industrial production numbers tonight and UK second quarter preliminary GDP, which will be interesting to say the least with June industrial production. Over in Europe, stock 50 was up 0.2. FTSE, a little bit mixed, down 0.6, but Rio is a big part of the FTSE, and that was down 3.7% in the UK as it went ex-dividend in the UK, so bear that in mind. Uh, CAC up uh, 0.3 and DAX down 0.1. In terms of the yield story, we have US 2.89, so that's creeping up again. Australia 3.28, Germany 0.97. And we have weak results from Antofagasta. Uh, saw the Rio price drop a little, but don't forget they were ex-dividend as well. So that fed a little bit into the weaker resource story, um, but uh, those commodity prices looking pretty good. And the IEA, which is the uh, oil people, struck a bullish tone. Soaring oil use for power generation and gas to oil switching are boosting demand, it said. And of course, Europe does face a winter of discontent as the gas squeeze from Russia will certainly bite this winter. So I wouldn't like to be in Europe this winter. Uh, They would be expecting some power cuts, outages, and much, much, much higher energy prices. Newspaper reports today the same rivals running numbers at the MYOB. And IAG results delivered a net profit of $347 Stock was quite strong yesterday. Looks okay, that number. And FSF, which is Fonterra, the milk guys said in an update to its guidance for the financial year would likely reach the top end of its current guidance, 25 to 30 cents per share. Star Casino or Star Entertainment is considering the response to the New South Wales casino reforms. And BHP, this is an interesting take on the bid for Oz Minerals. BHP was talking off takes, apparently with Oz Minerals, before pulling the bid trigger, which kind of surprised Oz Minerals to say the least. The stock of The company has rejected the $25 share price takeover. And Carlisle is looking at a big payday in Opthia, a big fundraising round going on in Opthia with a big capital raise there. Carlisle tipping a lot of money in. We do have some trial results very shortly on their new treatment for macular degeneration. So that will be interesting. If that comes in positive, uh, then uh, some of the people that take this placement should do okay. And analysts are turning a little bit cautious on Telstra over its over-dependence on mobile could become an issue. So that's an interesting one there from the brokers. And of course, Leighton will bring you more from the brokers as we go along today. But as far as our market goes today, we had a pretty good day yesterday, up 78 points. It's been a pretty good week uh, for the Roses. And as a result, we may see a little bit of profit taking ahead of the weekend. It's always good to get a bit of book squaring in. Uh, But resources should do okay. Banks should do okay as well. U.S. banks were uh, showing uh, gains, so uh, there won't be too much weakness around, and maybe some people will be happy to take on some more risk ahead of the weekend after that CPI drop. So expect to be a muted or relatively muted response today, uh, down 20 on the SPY. It was down 38 earlier, uh, so it probably will be a little bit muted there. Uh, Modest losses, nothing to be too concerned about, but certainly uh, a positive that the U.S. market did not reverse all those gains that we saw the previous day. Farah's question of the day today is, would you ever or would you rather own BHP or CBA? Now, I know they're different stocks, different stories, uh, different sectors, different businesses, 
but uh, both relatively high yields, uh, both Goliaths in their own way. So would you rather own BHP or CBA? Uh, love to hear your thoughts on that one. But that's it from me today. Thanks very much for listening. You can head on over to the Facebook discussion group, as always. Love to have your thoughts, ideas, and insights there. It's a great group, great bunch of members, members helping members, and we do endeavour to weed out the rubbish and the spam that comes there. And there was, in the last couple of days, a couple of spammers. and We have uh, blocked them, banned them. So uh, if you do post spam on there, you will get knocked out of that resource. If you're listening to this on a podcast, though, you can hear the Marcus Strategy podcast. Uh, that is available just after 11.30 most days. And that is our fly-on-the-wall look at uh, what's, uh, what we're talking about in the morning meeting. gives you a great insight into what brokers are saying, uh, what we're thinking, and uh, the state of play in the market. So I'd urge you to, uh, to find that. I know it's not easy, and uh, I know that uh, having put it behind a paywall, it has made it a little bit trickier, but I uh, urge you to have a look at that. And there's also my On the Couch podcast, which unfortunately I haven't had time for this week, given that uh, we have got reporting season. But I'm endeavouring to get a couple of interesting companies uh, on the programme next week. So stay tuned for that. So thanks very much for listening. Have a great day. And may the trading gods be with you.